it's 2020, you can't touch anything because of COVID. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Collective West podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to supporting young people in Melbourne's West. My name is Julia. And I'm Michael. In this last and final podcast for 2020, Julia and I wanted to take some time out to reflect on the whirlwind that was 2020. From pandemics to presidential elections to racial injustice, 2020 has served up to be a year that no one expected. At times, 2020 was difficult to just downright miserable, in Melbourne, Julia and I both had extended lockdowns, but it was a year that taught both of us some hard, fast and valuable lessons that we won't be forgetting anytime soon. We both had extremely ambitious goals for 2020, from traveling the world to scaling a thriving business. We both had to do the pivot, demonstrate resilience and find a plan B, C, at times even a plan D. We both hope you enjoy the final episode of the Collective West podcast for 2020. This was recorded in early December, so some of the references might be a bit off, but I hope you enjoy it. I thought this episode is, is pretty chill. Yeah. We're just, we're just really reflecting on what happened in 2020. Just taking a moment, you know, yeah. after all that's happened. And then like 10 hours later, we're still talking. Yeah. Well, I, I, was, I was actually talking to my mum this morning and I actually said, I don't think I've been as scared as I have ever been in March of this mm. year. Yeah. You're supposed to ask why. Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> I was just taking it in and agreeing great, with you. Great question, Julia. The reason why <laughs> is, um, I don't know. I think it was the uncertainty, quite honestly, yeah. of everything. Like, I think the second week of March, we went into lockdown or towards mm -hmm. the first week. And we, at, at my full-time job, lost a lot of work as consultants. And I got really scared because I'm like, holy, holy shit. Like how long can we actually go mm -hmm. until we have to let, we have to start letting people go. Yeah. And I actually asked my director at the time, it's just like end of the year. That's as long as we can last. Mm. But yeah, I think starting off with March, it was really scary. I don't know yeah. any other word to describe it. It was just scary. <laughs> I agree entirely. Absolutely. Cause that was the same for us. And I love that you're like, obviously it's like, how long do we last for before we have to let people go? And that was the same thought process for Victor and I and many other people, obviously, um, that were going through the same thing. And instead of at the end of the year, I think Victor and I did our calculations. And because we lost so many contracts in the one hit, we were like, shit, we can probably last for like eight weeks yeah. <laughs> if we went full time still. And then it was like, oh my God. You know, like eight weeks, it's like we either turn us turn ourselves around and like do something to keep ourselves afloat or we got to shut shop or like really drastically cut the team from the business financially, you know. And then when you're doing all of those calculations, it becomes so real. And uh, I completely agree, you know, that's, that fear is, is really serious. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like at the time, everyone's running around going, where's toilet paper? Um, <laughs> Like, you know, lighting up the toilet paper, like stocking up on shit. And, um, but I think at the time I was like, stuff the toilet paper. Like, let's, you know, like I've got bigger problems to kind of deal with. But yeah, I can't believe that was in March. And here we are in December. Yeah, toilet paper was such a weird thing. My mind <laughs> when, the, when the pandemic hit was not to get toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> like toilet paper was probably the, one of the last things I would get. I would go for the food and water first. Yes. 
Yes. And then, you know, there's many ways you can clean yourself. <laughs> I have to say, you don't yeah. always need toilet paper. It's just such a weird thing. Yeah. I, I, I hypothesized that it was to do with control. Yeah. That the uncertainty that people felt like the only thing they could actually control was their consumption of toilet paper. Yeah. Which I, yeah, I it kind of makes sense. Yeah. 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 I, I remember my auntie from Vietnam at the time ringing us going, I heard on the news that um, you guys have run out of toilet paper. Like what is going on over there? We yeah. were like, um, just a pandemic, the same thing that you guys are going through, but I don't know why everyone is obsessing about toilet paper. So uh, such a strange, yeah, strange response as well. It was really fascinating to see everyone just freaking out in that way. And like when you walk into Safeway, all coals and you're like oh my god the aisles are literally empty like that was really scary that was scary yeah seeing all the pastas seeing all the like the the essential ingredients gone yeah yeah Yeah. gone yeah and then you're like oh my god you know this is like legitimately one of those episodes in those um zombie movies (laughs) how you're like in the trolley in a supermarket Mm. going where are all the food like what do you do so yeah that was full on very, very full on. So that was March. And we were talking about before where you're at at the moment. Do you want to go over and let everyone know how the business is doing? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Where we're at in a moment is that this week, depending on whenever the episode comes out, we literally smashed out, I think like six events in the one week. Next week, we've got another two events. Um, And honestly, the last three months, we've just been back to back with projects to the point where we've gone from... So obviously, March, we went from full-time staff to having to cut wage or like, you know, take salary cuts and reduce everyone down to part-time to now where we've actually gone, everyone's back on full-time. We've actually had to hire two extra staff on contracts as event assistant and event manager just to kind of help with our workload. So yeah, like the bottom line is we're bloody flat out. And I, <laughs> I mean, so, so much shock every day when I talk to people like yourself where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe. Yeah, I don't want to say we survived COVID because I feel like I'll be jinxing myself and, and be unfair to say that. But I think we've, we've managed to kind of ride out that tough period and we're now thriving in, in the space of digital events, hybrid events or in-person events. So yeah, really proud. It's, it's pretty bloody impressive. <laughs> I feel yeah. like you don't understand because you're still in it. Like yeah. you've, you've seen the steady rise in work and, and been part of it on the day to day. But as someone looking from outside in, I always look whenever I see it on Instagram or LinkedIn, I'm like, like, holy shit, they're doing so well. Like from where I saw you in like May, uh, sort of even April, like mm. March, April, May, mm-hmm. and doing those free events online and creating your own content and production. And then now to just be fully booked out constantly multiple events per day yeah but I, I like honestly that's it's so inspiring to actually see someone thank you to me so close actually do that oh uh, i yeah i think you're right i don't think it's like we're quite fully there yeah like victor and i are just like oh <laughs> let's get the next project done but we counted this week and we haven't really said this anyone to anyone publicly yet but we counted and we've done by the, by the end of next week or the end of the year, we would have produced 65 events and we've onboarded 22 new clients. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we've done, we did a couple for like 
that January, Feb, and then March kind of went to shit anyway. <laughs> and then it was pretty much from April to now, um, December. So we're, um, yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And I think um, this is for my own benefit, like from going through those polar opposite experiences, what were the biggest lessons you learned? Oh my God. Um, I can write a book about it. Uh, I reckon you should. <laughs> I've got a good name for it. <laughs> what is it? Somehow I manage. Yeah. By, by Julia Trung. <laughs> Persevering in the time of COVID-19. Oh, man, I can write you a book as well. One um, million copies sold. Yeah. <laughs> by Michael. I'll go and find you, it for you. Yeah, and then you see all of the books is just actually in your room. No, biggest learnings. There's so many. I mean, I think everyone will say the word resilience, definitely. And I think you realize that you, or for me anyway, and Victor and my team, we realize we can be really agile in our work and in our approach. It's like people go, oh, I need to be a creative person to innovate. I really learned that that's not necessarily true to a certain degree. Like I feel like my whole team, there's some of us that are more creative than others, but it's more like sometimes, you know, when you hit rock bottom and you have the motivation to try to do something about it, you will naturally find other ways to innovate. And that's kind of where we were at. Like, honestly, when we were in March, we we would have produced hybrid events. We would have done digital stuff. It's not like it's completely foreign, but I would have outsourced a lot of that stuff to other people, you know, or whatever. And it was that kind of going, shit, why are we outsourcing when we can learn it and do it ourselves? Mm. And it actually, you know, we, we went into overdrive of kind of like just soaking up all sorts of information, trialing, you know, practicing and exercising all of these kind of skills that <clears throat> we're able to actually now offer what we are offering for our clients and doing a really good job at it. You know, hence why we've been able to kind of scale really quickly as well over the past couple of months. Yeah, my biggest learning is the fact that when you, you've really pushed, you'll, you'll really find ways to innovate if you're really determined to do something about it. Like, mm. and I think we were, we were determined to not um, business sync without fighting for it and in a way we kind of found a way to keep ourselves afloat and keep the whole team afloat so yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's true what they say necessity is the mother of all innovation yeah 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 absolutely yeah and like my mom always say in, in like um the chinese and the vietnamese culture there's always a saying in vietnamese where they say oh you know when your ship hits the shore <clears throat> it'll automatically straighten up so you know even though you're you're experiencing all of these kind of challenges and it, it's really tough at the moment and you can't see a clear path but when it gets to the land it'll automatically straighten up and i honestly probably didn't believe it as much until this whole experience like where i've really discovered the fact that yeah we've we've we found our way to straighten up our boat to make sure that we can get to land properly and that we're making sure that we're able to pay the team, keep the team aboard, but also learning a lot of that for myself where I'm like, I've, I've also come to terms with the fact that I've really strategized what will happen if I had to shut shop, you know, like where would that go and kind of dealing with all those kind of emotions. Yeah. So that's, that's, I guess that's my learning. How about you? <laughs> I've got another question. Do you, do, okay. you, do you kind of feel like, no matter what happens in 2021, you'll be okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a yes. I, yes, yes. I, I've actually been talking to a few people, um, you know, obviously with Victor as well, uh, the last two weeks, because everyone has started asking us, obviously, this question. And first I was like, don't talk about it, you know, like deal with 2020. And then now I'm kind of like, you know what? 
like we really hit rock, rock bottom yeah. <laughs> in April. We were like, like I said, we couldn't we, like financially, we weren't able to survive any longer than two months. And then we've got to where we are now. And, uh, Victor and I obviously we, we you know, obviously strategically look at our clientele and how we've scaled and so forth, and we're pretty comfortable to say that whatever happens in 2020, whether you know we get out of COVID hopefully or we get back into COVID because there's a third wave out of the yeah. blue. Like I feel confident that between Victor and I and the team and our amazing supporters and clients, like we'll we'll survive. That's so great. <laughs> I feel so optimistic for 2021. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's leading on to. The question you're about to ask me, like the biggest learning for 2020 is, like you said, that sense of resilience and agility, but also the fact that I know that I can get through some pretty tough and challenging times and still come out of it relatively unscathed if I just have, you know, it sounds corny and, and cheesy, but if you, have, if you literally have the right mindset, no matter what challenge or situation presents itself to you, you'll be able to make the most out of it. And again, for instance, this podcast was really born out of, wow, we've got all this spare time and there's sort of no young people in the West talking about COVID or issues to do with young people in the West. We could do something together and we have such diverse experiences that we could put it together and actually create something of value to a lot of young people, which has been really, really cool. But the biggest lesson, yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. I, I think number one, the biggest lessons, lesson is that sense of resilience and how you shouldn't strive to be perfect every day, but only just try to progress every day. Because mm. I think at some stages in 2020, we were literally at the point of like, not settling, but you, you couldn't be at your 100% every yeah. day. Some days you just literally had to get through it and that's a bloody win for that day. Mm. And I think that sense of courage to continue it's not always those huge leaps or those big actions that is courage. Courage is actually the sense of saying, okay, this day wasn't great, but I'm going to go to sleep and wake up and try again the next day. And that's something that I think I took into 2020 of just taking it day by day. And I'm a person who likes to have like weekly and monthly goals. Yeah. And in 2020, that it just wasn't really possible to do that. Mm -hmm. So having to switch up my mindset to think, okay, just get through this day, make the best out of it and just aim for progress rather than perfection because at the moment perfection is actually or perfection is always a myth but really in 2020 yeah. there was no such thing as really perfection yeah <laughs> it was just <laughs> progress and try to be gentle on yourself i think was the biggest learning for 2020 yeah, definitely and i think we did that even in the progress of like creating this podcast there was definitely days or you know weekends when we were meant to tee up to do a recording and I'd be exhausted or you have been exhausted and we were just like, hey, let's just call it off. Let's do it next week or whatever. And we were really, like you said, gentle on the progress of, of how we're developing this relationship and how we're creating the podcast and not beating ourselves up for it if we were just mentally not available to record something or just really tired and just needed to have that break. And I really like what you said about mindset because I think, you know, like I feel like obviously I've learned a lot about you through this year as well as we kind of try to, you know, figure out what COVID's doing to both of us in our respective work and, um, you know, social life and, of course, Collective West. But I really love the, the fact that you talk about mindset because I think it's so true. It's like out of everything, you know, having that not just positive mindset, but having that kind of really determined mindset to 
continue and just keep pushing in whatever capacity it is really helped me progress in my own life and, and helped us progress as partners in this particular <clears throat> podcast as well. So it's been really exciting to see. And hey, you've achieved a lot as well, I think, in <laughs> this year. Like you've got a promotion at work and that's really exciting to see. Obviously, you started the podcast with me, which is obviously a major number one highlight, of course. Absolutely, but you you've written more as well, blog wise, and posting more on LinkedIn and and whatnot. So I I reckon you've you've done heaps and actually have yeah heaps well, of achievements. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because that's what I was thinking about in the lead up to this podcast. I was like, I think the biggest learning for twenty twenty is that I don't think twenty twenty made me pivot my goals, but I think what twenty twenty did is it really revealed what was important to me and not just to do with work or creating content on social media or or writing more, but actually what relationships are meaningful to me. And when you have limited time, capacity and headspace, who are are the people that you want to go through a pandemic with is like the test that I, that I had was like, that was the biggest learning is like the meaningful relationships that you have in your life is what actually makes life meaningful. And I think when that freedom was taken away from us for most of this year, it really drilled into me in this time, who did I really want to see above everyone else? Yeah, it just, I think it just really revealed to me what meaningful work means to me, what meaningful relationship means to me, and where do I want to spend my time and with who and doing what. So the biggest lesson was that 2020 really revealed my priorities mm. and what is important to me. Yeah. I think that's so nicely summed up. That's yeah. so true. <laughs> I mean, that's that's over like nine months of being in it. Yeah. If you asked me like six months ago, I probably wouldn't have that answer, but I've been able to really reflect on it. And that's probably been the biggest learning. It's just like, what is really meaningful? To, and what mm-hmm. makes your life meaningful is a yep. question that I think everyone had to ask themselves this year. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, I don't need to go on that many holidays or I, I don't need to have, it's just as long as, you know, you've got your family and, and um, your closest friends around you. It's really all that matters. Yeah. So what an interesting year. It's been crazy. What's one thing that's, or what surprised you the most about 2020 besides obviously the pandemic? <laughs> uh, what surprised me the most? Oh, I know that despite having a pandemic forcing me to curate my own cooking show, I still don't know how to cook. Cook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Legitimately, last night, we decided to make dinner for one of our friends and I went to the supermarket with Victor and he said to me, go get the butter, the cooking butter to make this dish. And then um, I went to the butter aisle and um, he was already like, cause he knows I'm not great. And he's like, okay, don't get margarine. It's different to butter. Like you actually need to get butter. So I've gone to the Coles aisle and I looked at all of the butter and I picked up this tub that says spreadable. And I swear to God, it says the tag says butter, spreadable butter. And so I took that thinking it was the right thing. And I went to the cash out and then Victor picked it up and Victor's like, why did you get this? And I was like, I swear it's like butter. And then we got home and he finally was like, just so you know, you should have got the block butter because yeah. it's cooking butter. Spreadable yeah. butter is for like sandwiches. Toast. Yeah. <laughs> Even I know that. I, <laughs> I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, and then I was like, why didn't you say anything? He's like, oh, you already made it to the cash register. So I didn't want to like, yeah. 
obviously embarrassing, but just so you know. Anyway, so that's my biggest surprise that despite a whole pandemic, being locked at home, curating my own cooking show with amazing chefs, I still can't cook for the life of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about is, you? <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a reflection of your ability or the quality of the cooking show. I think it's more <laughs> the reflection of your ability. My ability. The cooking, the cooking show shows was great. Were very good. <laughs> yeah. How about you? What was, uh, yeah, the biggest like, surprise? For- yeah. Well, look, would you say I'm an extrovert? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah? You would say I'm... I would, I, yes. So before 2020 hit, I would say I, I'm a really extroverted person. Like I get a lot of energy from being in crowds, being with people, friends, family, whatever. But I think the biggest thing I learned or surprised me the most in lockdown especially when you couldn't see anyone was how comfortable I was just being by myself for very long periods of time and how much I actually enjoyed that introspective introverted side of me despite being a very extroverted person look I'll admit the first few weeks of doing it or even the first month of doing it was really hard I actually missed the interaction with people I got so bored I I color-coded my books as you can see yes Yeah. But after a while, I started to really love it. Like just this additional time for myself. I got more space to just to think, Mm. more space to read, more space to just reflect on things. Mm -hmm. And I felt, I don't think I've ever felt this amount of calm or acceptance of myself and silence. Like what really surprised me the most was just being being comfortable with silence Mm -hmm. and just being or spending Friday and Saturday night by myself. Yeah, I would get so much enjoyment out of my own company that when lockdown ended, I was like, I kind of enjoy this now, like a lot. Yeah, to the point where I've really cut back on a lot of like, not unnecessary, but I've I've become a bit of a bit of a social recluse a little bit. (laughs) I actually enjoy my company the most. And again, going back to my biggest lesson, if I'm willingly going out to spend time with you, that must mean I enjoy your company so much that it's above me being by myself. Because I have a really <laughs> high bar for me spending time with myself. Me that, time. Yeah, that if I want to spend time with you, you ha- your company has been better than me spending time with myself. <laughs> so that's been my biggest learning as well as the biggest surprise was just how comfortable I am being yeah. introverted. Yeah. And I think the balance or the weighting of my extroversion, which I think I took like a few personality tests and they always said I was above like 90% extroversion. Mm. Mm. It's like if you left me by myself, I would be sad. Yeah. But I reckon it's rebalanced to like 60-40 or maybe even 50-50. I really still enjoy people, but I really yeah. also enjoy myself. Yeah. That's been really surprising. Yeah. Still surprises and me now. Michael, do you want to go for lunch later? No. <laughs> uh, better be yes. <laughs> you um, better want to hang out with me. I've got, I've actually got plans. With I'm yourself? Going, I'm going to lunch with me, myself and I. Oh! And I can't, I can't cancel on me, myself, and I. Oh my god! So I know where I'm sitting actually, in the hospital. I'm actually going. To, I'm actually going to lunch with my mum. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I did right. promise lunch because I'm going. Yeah. I, but Julia, I, 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 I would not start a podcast with someone I didn't want to go to lunch with. <laughs> Good answer. And I feel like you're busier than I am. Oh, get please. lunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, so I'd love, love to get lunch. You paying? Sure. Why okay, not? Done. <laughs> let's get some caviar and lobster oh uh, no now you're paying <laughs> we'll go harvey's i love that i love that i think that's such a nice reflection and that really nice realization as well hey that yeah, yeah you know, personal time is actually a really nice time to have 
kind of like that's kind of like me too. I actually didn't mind chilling with Vic at home for the most part when we're not freaking out about work, just yeah. watching TV. There's, there's this sense of calmness, yeah, like, or, or no FOMO, like you're not missing yeah. out on anything. Yes, I yeah. actually think that's spot on, and the obligation that you should yes. be out there, you mm. should be seeing people. Or, you know, doing something because it's the weekend or because it's Friday night. And this is like, actually, no, I just want to just lie on my couch. Yeah. Yeah. And just do nothing. <laughs> I really enjoyed that, that no sense of obligation that I had mm. to be seeing people on a Friday night or I had to be going out on a Saturday night. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. 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 I this, completely agree. It's almost this really unbridled sense of freedom. Yeah that I yeah. just never enjoyed previously because I always felt like I needed to be somewhere or be doing yeah. something or seeing someone. I agree completely. Okay. So what are some of the highlights in 2020? But- yeah. The biggest one for me, and this is again, around the learning, the biggest highlights was being really clear on the type of relationships that I want to have in my life. And this was both friends, family Mm -hmm. and romantic. And, you know, I've told you a bit about some of them, but I think I was really conscious of it before COVID, but I think COVID just made me even more conscious about who I wanted to spend my time with and who in some cases I was willing to break the law for to see them. I hope Dan Andrews isn't listening, but yes, I did sometimes break the social distancing law or go further than five kilometers. But yeah, I think that's what some of the highlights were by far was this sense of understanding what a meaningful relationship is and then who I want to surround myself with. And it's funny that in 2019, the theme that I had or the goal that I had for 2020 was actually meaningful relationships was actually understanding what that is. And 2020, although it didn't pan out the way I wanted to, really actually emphasize what meaningful relationships are for me. And that's been a definite highlight. Other stuff like work, so getting a promotion and a raise, that was bloody fantastic. Won't argue with that. The type of work we do at work, I've, I've loved that, especially during the fallout of COVID. The work we do at, in my day-to-day is becoming more relevant and more important for a lot of governments and therefore like really interesting for, for me. Starting this podcast was a huge highlight. The reason being is that I never really saw myself as a creative person and this is very much a creative endeavor. So I really put myself in a, in a situation where I had to learn all these new skills, get comfortable with recording myself on a microphone and, and through Zoom and talking to someone in a way that like is natural, but also gives value for someone listening. I mean, you can testify our first four episodes that we haven't released. These are the episodes we didn't release. Weren't that great? We were so awkward. It, it, you know, we didn't know yes. the questioning was off, the timing was off. So that's definitely been a highlight to learn all these skills to do with podcasting and interviewing. So how to edit a podcast, how to put a backing track on it. And then I also got a crash course in like social media marketing because we actually had to like distribute this thing. So just creating content online and how to do it was really interesting. And I think we were so ambitious for this podcast that we just bit off way more than we could chew. But again, you know, you learn. And I think that's just been a highlight of actually going through that process of really sucking at something. Mm. and actually seeing the progress of getting better because there's no more satisfying feeling of knowing you suck at something and then deliberately practicing the skills to get better and then six months on like now you can actually see a a real tangible difference in how much better we are and how more comfortable how much more comfortable we are talking through zoom or on a camera or or through a microphone yeah definitely been the highlight and (laughs) that's probably the top two highlights i think was yeah. the meaningful relationships piece and also challenging myself in a field that I had no expertise, experience, or even vague understanding of beforehand. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's similar for me. Definitely, obviously, creating this podcast never crossed my mind prior to talking to you that I would ever want to create a podcast <laughs> and actually commit to it and, and to do it. So it was really fascinating to be like, you know, obviously talking to each other and be like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. And then, yeah, learning all of the skills and how much time is involved in oh, yeah. producing something like this. And also, I think in the process of doing this podcast, I've also really learned how much we enjoy talking to each other about all of these topics. Like, I thought it was just me. I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. <laughs> no, it's actually really fun. You know, we always come out of an episode and being like, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> or we listened back and we're laughing at our own episode because we're like, oh, that's that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> we think it's funny anyway. Yeah. Like when you forgot um, my birthday. I remember yeah. <laughs> don't hold it against me. You don't want to have lunch with me. So yeah, so it's been, it's definitely the podcast has been one of the highlights. And then of course, you know, it goes without saying the achievements that we've made in the business is definitely a massive highlight for me as well. I feel like I've lost 10 years of my life. <laughs> this year considering how stressful and exhausting it has been but at the same time I feel like we've come out the other end with some pretty incredible achievements as a company within the team that we have and also you know not deep diving too much into the business but also the the services that we now offer prior to COVID or or 2020 we were pretty clear in what we can offer which was pretty solid in the sense of like event management but some of the projects we've picked on this year has involved lots of other kind of arms like consultation coaching presentations and things like that digital obviously videography editing and all of that kind of thing it's been really nice to be able to say we've not only kept our business on but we've also branched out in our service offering and are doing really well at it for sure it has to be my one of my highlights incredible <laughs> that's so awesome very inspiring to actually have someone so close to you go through a, like oh like a huge dose of adversity pivot mm-hmm. and then seeing them come out of that is like yeah it's it's so inspiring to just see and have around you only made possible by people who support us though, honestly. And, and, you know, Michael, you're such a supporter of our work from the get-go when I was in the shifts, <laughs> you know, you were there to check in and then help. Like, honestly, we're very thankful for that. And that's, that's what motivates us, you know, and that's what keeps us kind of going through the tough times as well. I think that just the strong community links that not only you have, but your business has, and the repeat work that you get, the word of mouth referrals, supporting you is like a no-brainer, really, because I know how hard you work and the quality of your work as well. Anyway, that's enough of me complimenting you. That's all you're going to get, <laughs> I think, for the rest of 2020, possibly oh 2021. <laughs> Put that on repeat. <laughs> I think to, to wrap this up, what are some of the goals that you have for 2021? Sounds crazy, but I'm keen to scale, JT. I think it made us really realise upon reflecting 2020 and the way that we structure our business and the skills that we've learned and the offerings. And like you said, you know, look, will we survive in the new year, no matter what happens? And my, my answer is confidently yes. I'm really keen to kind of take our company to the next sort of phase of, of kind of scaling in size of the team and volume of projects. So that's kind of like from a business and career perspective, that's where I really want to see the goal be. And then, you know, like more personally, for me, I think it's about getting fit. It became really apparent for me and Victor as well, how quickly we became unfit. <laughs> not that we were fit to begin with, but like just even worse than what we were, you know, just choosing not to exercise and doing all of that and really being like inside, cooped up inside the house because we were so comfortable just being indoors. But I'm, I'm keen to kind of like look after our health a bit more, you know, and then you realize how exhausted I am and at this point of the time in the year where I'm like, man, I, I, I yeah, need to look after my health. So. What we'll do next year is with these podcasts, we'll have them on a treadmill. 
a bad idea. I, I'm, you, you laugh. I'm not joking. I, I, yeah. Well, we could let's... rename the pod, podcast, or we could have a series, the Collective West podcast, and then a series called the Walk and Talk. Yes, that could be a good one. And yes, we just comment on things around our, our neighborhoods. Hey, I love that concept. You know, we we attempted to have a meeting while we were meant to be walking. I walked, and you were not walking. But yeah, look, I backed out of that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> We'll um, work on it. New yeah. Year's goal. But, <laughs> oh, you know, it could be a new series. Mm. Well, that's good. So so health and business. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Most of my goals, not that, that I don't extend myself, but I think they, they, they're relatively set in the sense that, like, you know, I want to read 52 books a year. I want to release 26 podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately, like, the, the theme of 2021 that I started to think about when I was looking about these goals is really build, not so much create more, but just build on what I already have done in 2020. So to wrap this all up, it's like build on the meaningful relationships that I've established or build on the promotion and raise that I've gotten and build on the consistency in writing or build on the, you know, the posting on social media, build on this podcast, for instance. So 2020, I think was like a create year, like because we faced so much adversity, I had to pivot and create new things, which I think I've done. And for 2021, the theme that I've set for myself is really, let's build upon what you've already got and really focusing on that building and or scaling of things. So it's very similar to you actually, of what I've done in 2020, rather than create more things and my focus gets split and goes divergent and I can't give the time and energy to the podcast, to the writing, to the content creation on social media, for instance. So really, it's just about building, I think. Yeah, and I hope but we, you know, we can scale this podcast. Even from the first, from when we released it to now, it's already scaled. Yeah. But I think we can take it to the next level and do it in a way that suits our schedule. Because mm-hmm. I think we were just really guessing at what we could do. But now that we know what it actually looks like, we can do this in a way that's really streamlined. And I think the theme for 2021 for me is let's build. Yeah, I love that. Let's build. Let's build Collective West. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Build or scale, like it's very similar words, but things like build upon. Yeah. So it'd be really, really exciting yeah. to do that. Love it. And then I think there's the, the fun one, which is what's a, what's a song that you would use? My Spotify top five playlist is pretty funny. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Do you want to hear it? Sure. I gotta, I gotta look it up. <laughs> but it's pretty hilarious, the songs I was repeatedly listening to. So number one was Someone You Loved by Lewis Capaldi. And then it was okay. number two was Before You Go. Number three was Be Alright by Dean Lewis. Number four was Fuck I'm Lonely. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm sensing a trend here. There is a trend. So as you can see, I was mourning something in 2020. Yeah. So I don't know if there's one song. I actually can't even think of a song title mm. that could encapsulate all of 2020. Mm-hmm. What would yours be? I actually had to think about this and I admittedly I cheated I googled for other people's suggestions because I could come up with my own but this is the song ready hang on are you gonna play it I'm gonna play it okay go for it let's see if it works hang on (laughs) do you not think this is a song for 2020 you can't touch this you gotta make the links for me I'm sorry it's 2020 you can't touch anything because of COVID oh Oh my God, wow. what is going on? After a whole episode of talking how much we bond and we, you know, connected and then you can't even get my joke. That one went right above my head. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was something more, you know, deep and meaningful. No, 
is going to be summarizing 2020 for you. Oh, no, um, I just took the, you know, the literal approach. You can't touch this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All no, right. I like that, that. All right. I'm sorry. Look, oh, that, that question failed so miserably just it now. It was, yeah, look, <laughs> clearly we can't have deliberate fun here at Collective yeah. West. Yeah. It's... But all the other times we have fun. Absolutely. Well, what a year far out. This would be our 11th episode. Yeah. I think Very... our goal was at one point to get to 10, right? So I think we killed it. Yeah, you know, it was 10. Yeah. Yeah. And then next year, it was like, if we go every fortnight, it's 26. So it'd be really mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, yay. It's really cool. I'm really proud of us. Likewise. So that's the end of Collective West for 2020. I hope you enjoyed our final episode for the year. We just wanted to take the opportunity to say a big thank you to absolutely everyone who's jumped on um, the bandwagon and actually listened to a episode or all of the episodes and have written such positive feedback for both Michael and I. We've had such a fun time learning how to put together a podcast, how to communicate with each other um, and we look forward to coming back in the new year with more episodes so that um, everyone can enjoy this. Have a wonderful festive season from both Michael and I. Stay safe and we will see you again in the new year. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna leave that in.